You're listening to The Full Broadside. Welcome everyone to episode, boy, 13 of full, the Full Broadside. Uh, with me tonight, uh, KJ, Mando, and Sock, and we're still down a Nimitz uh, dealing with some issues. So he will be back hopefully next week, and if not, we'll see him the week after. But we miss him, and hopefully everything's going good. Uh, but for you guys that are here, how goes it? How's been your week? Great week for me. Great week in game. I have been refreshed, been trying out some new things. And so, yeah, great week. And Nimitz, we miss you, buddy. Wherever you're at, I hope everything works out for you. And we can't wait for you to get back. Speaking of uh, great days in game, a couple days ago, I got three Krakens. Nice. Three Krakens in one day. I actually sent one of the replays to uh, the Mighty Jingles. So we'll see. Who knows? Maybe I'll make it and do a video. That would be kind of cool. That would be great. Um, if you do, you'll have to post this up a link so we can poke fun of you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I am in the email I sent to him. I, I did kind of shamelessly plug this. So we'll see. Yeah. What, uh, were you in uh, all the same ship uh, every time or were you, you know, no, the, one the first one, or? the first one I did, it was actually, let me pull the post battle results screen up right now. I don't have. I don't remember exactly how well I did. Where the heck did I save it to? Here it is. It was... I was in the Yamato. Uh, we ended up losing. We lost on time. So we just got so far down. Uh, six kills. 273,000 damage, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. My record is 299. And we ended up with a devastating strike. I don't remember what I dev striked. Oh, I dev striked a Petra Pavlovsk through the bow. That was fun. Yeah, nice. It's always <laughs> fun to do that. Yeah, you posted in there, he said you dev tried a Petro through the bow and two banged a Yamma and Dodge Shimatorps like for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, There's, there were two Shimakazes that were going after me pretty much the entire game um, after the Cyclone came in. I ended up eating a couple of torpedoes, but they, for the most part, weren't able to hit me. Is is that common in a Yamato to eat torpedoes like that? And I'm only asking because I'm I'm just now going up the IG and battleship line. Uh, common to eat torpedoes? How? Like you can't dodge them, or you, they seem yeah. to get attract them more. Yeah, like, you're slow. You're going to eat them. Well, like you attract them more. Well, generally with the Yamato, you're going to be far enough into the backfield the torpedoes won't reach you in the first place. Um. You do have the best torpedo protection in the game. And while, yeah, you are really slow and the ship takes a long time to respond, the turning circle is actually not that bad for a battleship because it's kind of short and stubby and really wide. Um, it's, it maneuvers much better than the Montana does. I find I actually eat way more torpedoes in the Montana than I do in the Yamato. Interesting. Is, is that because Montana, you're up closer? In, or Because I know that, Yamato... Yeah. Play and you're more in the back back row. Yeah, that and the Montana's a long boy. Montana's wow. quite quite a bit longer than the Amato, so it doesn't maneuver quite as well. It's like got the Amato's turnings, or sorry, the Montana's turning circles like over a thousand meters. You're not kidding. I'm looking at the Yamato torpedo protection. It's fifty five percent. That's insane. Yeah. However, um, for whatever reason, I find that with the Yamato, I can't tank nearly as much damage as I can in the Montana. Citadel's a lot higher. You have cheek to worry about. Um, your deck armor, I guess, doesn't really cover as much of the ship, although it is very strong. It's definitely geared for long-range engagements. The, the Montana's a little bit more well-rounded. So let me ask you, because I don't have the Yamato. I'm working up the line right now. I do have the Musashi. I know the Musashi has a soft spot and, and the cheek. Does the Yamato share the same soft spot? Yeah, and so does the Shikishima. 
Interesting. Yep, you can get slam dunked from the stupidest angles. Yeah, all three of them are basically the same ship. They just kind of skinned them and outfitted them a little bit different. The armor between all three ships, I'm pretty sure, is literally identical. The only thing that's different is the guns, obviously, and the anti-aircraft secondaries. Other than that, I think they're identical. Interesting. Good to know. Sorry for hijacking. I have both. <laughs> I have the Musashi and the Yamato, and I like both of them. The Yamato I, just takes everything the Musashi does and does it like 20% better. In terms of the guns, that is. Well, since we're already talking uh, IGN battleships, why don't we just go with the weekly grind and, and talk about these. Uh, a couple of you guys have grinded uh, that line. I am still kind of working my way up, and uh, I think I've hit Tier 7. I haven't really put a whole lot of effort into it yet but it's something that uh, I'm starting to get a feel for with the Nagato and I, I got a good feeling that the rest of them on the way up are going to play similarly uh, right. what are your thoughts there with uh, with, with that uh, you know, tips and tricks and, and what you think of the line uh, as a whole I think they're all good Congo, top notch, one of my favorite tier 5's Fuso is okay, a lot of people say it's uh, amazing. Um, it, I think it used to be really, really good back in the day, like when the only other tier six battleships you were going to face were other Fusos. Like I'm talking like back in the closed beta days. If you didn't have a Fuso, you weren't somebody. Um, the Nagato's good, but it's not really the same as it used to be in the sense that it is exactly the same as it used to be, and there are a lot better ships now. And the Amagi's kind of the same deal. Now, the Izumo, that's where that line gets really interesting. Because back when it was introduced, and it was actually introduced after the rest of that line, so if we go way back to like 2015 and the beginning of the beta, um, that line did not have a tier 9. It went uh, Kawashi Mi, uh, Mi, Miyogi? Yeah, Miyogi. I was thinking Miyoko, but that's, that's a cruiser. Uh, Kongo, Fuso, Nagato, Amagi, Yamato at Tier 10. There was no Tier 9. And the Izumo was introduced not long before the beta ended. And actually, fun fact about that, I had the I had the Amagi, and I had like two more games to grind out to get the Yamato, and I was like, oh god, I really need to go to bed. The patch that released the Izumo dropped that night. And then you got screwed out again. Uh, yeah, and then I had the stupid Izumo. And oh my gosh, that thing was terrible back then. It was horrible. It, it was, yeah, it just sucked. The guns were terrible. They couldn't shoot. Everything was bad about it. It's way better now. Supposedly nowadays, it's one of the best snipers in the game. I didn't play it. I free XP'd through it because I just had such bad memories of it. And I really wanted the Yamato. But apparently it's a good ship now. See, so I'm currently going up the line. I am in the Fuso right now, thoroughly enjoying it. And I know when you hit the Nagato, it's the big spread in the guns because you're going to jump from the 356 main guns up to the 410 main guns. So I know that that's a big breaking point, I guess, where the line really starts to, to break away. Um, but I have heard that the Izumo is like, it's like the Frederick de Grossa. It's that one hurdle that you got to get through. And so... You know, I, I'm hearing you saying that, Sock. Um, KJ, have you gone off the line? What's your thoughts on it? I've made it all the way up to the Nagato myself, so I've still got to go through the Amagi and the Izumo. Um, I, I don't know. I have a hard time. Not that I have a hard time playing the, the Nagato. I play it, but I don't reach for it if I'm going to play a Tier 7 battleship. I usually pick for something else. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I just don't. I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't gel well with the Nagato, and I don't know what why that is. I just wind up picking one of the other other lines when I do it. Uh, I enjoyed the Fuso and Congo. I did, never had had any issues with those, and maybe that's why I enjoyed the the Fuso and Congo so much. That I when I first started playing the Nagato, I just really kind of struggled at it, and I just I don't know. I just didn't. Have, I just kind of like lost interest right at that point in time. Interesting. I, I kind of need need to go back and and revisit it. But you know, with you know, I've got you know, like I said, I've got several different ships at that tier. That if I need a tier seven battleship, if I don't need to use a Japanese battleship, I use a different one. I don't ever think about grabbing the Nagato to go to use it. 
So I don't know why, but it may just be just that I just didn't play it enough to really get used to it, maybe. I, I'm not sure, but I, I'll definitely have to revisit that one. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed the Nagato a little bit. Uh, I'm still, like I said, I'm still on it. It's it's all right. Um, I did like the Congo an awful lot. Yeah, well, to give um, you an idea of how good the Congo was, it's the only ship on that line that I kept. Yeah, it's a solid ship, and it plays pretty decent when it's up-tiered. Um, yes. The uh, it, um, the Fuso I didn't I, have as much success with, but I, I had a couple of really good games in it, and I thought about holding on to her, but the Nagato just seems to be a much better ship. But i got to protect the side a little bit. I was going to say, the the Congo plays like a Tier 8 um, in everything except for like its armor and its guns, but the the accuracy and the range and the way it maneuvers it feels like a tier eight in terms of that. Right. My only problem with the Congo is I have one, two, three, four, five different versions of the same. Oh, I know. Me too. Oh yeah, with all the ARP. Yeah. <laughs> so I, the Congo by itself doesn't get played a lot. I just kind of like I grab it or I grab the Congo ARP yeah. Congo, the well, Kurchma, the Haruna. The I, you know, those I, are all identical except for the cosmetics, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. the main thing that makes them better is that you can put any captain on them, so I can put Yamamoto on it. Which is, he's nineteen points. Right. But that doesn't help you go up the line, though, right? You still no. got to play the Congo no. to go up the. Right, yeah, you still got to go through the Congo. But like I said, if I if I have to grab one, then I usually grab one of those other ones just because it's something different. And a lot of times, it's the ARP stuff is far enough away from a lot of newer players that when they pop in with one of those, they're all like, "Hey, what is that shift? Where'd you get that one?" And you know, of course, then that starts off in chat. So, so. I, like I said, I'm currently in the Fuso right now, and the Nagato is coming up. Is there a difference? Because I know you, you get a big, there's a bigger spread in the gun caliber. It, does it make a difference? Uh, it, oh, it absolutely makes a difference because you can overmatch now. And the, the 410s hit way harder. I found, I th even though you get, what is it, four less guns with the Nagato over the Fuso? They just they hit so much harder and you penetrate things so much easier. I find that 14 inch guns at tier six can just be so awkward, especially when you're fighting higher tier stuff. Can't overmatch anything. You you struggle to go through belt armor at long range of battleships at least. Perfect so, cruiser killing guns, but uh, that's besides the point. But the Nagato's guns are much better, although they they could use a vertical dispersion buff. They're, they can be a little shotgunny at times. So I'm I'm in the Fuso now, and the problems that I'm running into um, with being the lower tier is overpens, world of overpens, um, especially <laughs> when you're when you're targeting all those you know same tier or lesser cruisers. Uh, so it can get a little frustrating at times in the Fuso. Are do you feel that the Nagato Amagi and the Izumo, since they share the same caliber, is it? more or less overpens or is is it you're going up against armor that is actually matching the caliber so the shells are arming which well generally with that whole line i i found that they're definitely battleship killers the yamato really does it doesn't like shooting at cruisers especially late cruisers you tend to overpen them a lot the guns just have so much penetration talk me through the izumo because again like i mentioned that's what everything that i've read and everything that i'm hearing is it's a hurdle to get through is that something that i should save up my free xp and go through or talk talk to me S sell me the izumo i did it i didn't play it so i can't really say much on how it plays now i, I mean right. i can say how it played five years ago but that has no bearing on today right i was gonna say because you were playing it back when it first it's iterate first iteration yeah. Like, um, I've heard it's a perfectly fine ship now. I mean, I've certainly been messed up by plenty of, of, of Izumos. I have too. My experience of going up against them is when an Izumo turns to face you with those three front turrets, you best like disappear or find a spot to hide. That's been my experience. And so I have been eagerly anticipating getting up to the line but then again i've been getting mixed reviews from izumo you either love it or you hate it i guess is what i'm trying to say i'm sure it's a fine ship to play i don't really hear too many people complaining about it these days so bottom line up front 
Yamato, is it worth it grinding the line or no? Oh, yeah. I, the Yamato is one of the most fun battleships in the whole game. Yeah, when I when I first started playing and I saw that they had the Yamato, I immediately said, how do I get that? And I, that's why I started, started grinding that line. But like I said, then I kind of got stuck. So I just I need to go back and revisit it so, to finish that line out. So going up through the line, what is a must-have captain skill? Because I'm training my captains right now. Oh, what do you mean by a must-have skill? Like, what do you have right now? Like... I was going to say, does it really matter if they're going to, since that's going to be a nice segue to the next part we were going to talk about, is that all that's going to wind up changing? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it, it is going to wind up changing. But for example, do I need concealment expert on a Yamato since the concealment's already crap or should I spend those points? Okay, well, else? if you have, you have the Musashi, right? You said? Yes. So there's two ways you can build the Yamato. Some people do, you know, your standard tank concealment build. Some people do a secondary build, but I feel like that would only really be viable if you have a separate commander for you, Musashi, because the secondaries on the Musashi, that whole skill tree would be wasted. So my, uh, my Yamato is a accuracy concealment tank build. I've got how, all the standard battleship skills. How far out can you get those secondaries? Like, are we talking grosser Kerfer secondaries? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like 10 kilometers. Wow, I did not know that. They don't do a heck of a lot of damage because most of them are 127s and 105s, but they do fine. They're good. What about, because it does have the three 155 turrets on it. Yeah. Do those make a difference? Uh, they do damage if they hit. I mean, it's still secondary batteries. and it's only, You know, it's only six guns. But it's enough to make a destroyer think twice about getting close to you. I don't see very many people doing that build, though. It's... The Yamato really is all about the, those main guns. I was just going to ask, um, that begs the question, is is a secondary build in a Yamato, is, is it a viable build or not? It's kind of a, it's a mean build, really. I've seen a few of them, like, but you, you really got to know how to use it to do it. I mean, it's... It, it's like a secondary Montana. It's a meme build. Right. Like getting rid of smoke on a Minotaur and putting radar on it instead. Exactly. Right. Or a spotter plane in Des Moines. You can do it, but most people don't. I mean, I shouldn't really say that because I play spotter, yeah. spotter plane Des Moines. I was just going to say, just because you mentioned that, I'm going to get a captain and do a spotter plane in Des Moines now, just because you mentioned it. I've, I've seen it, and if you know how to work it, it can work really well. Yeah, I do it. I actually don't like using radar on the Des Moines. Cyber, how far up the IGN line have you gone up? You said you made it to the Amagi? No, the uh, Nagato, and uh, I'm, okay. I'm sitting still right there. It's uh, it's a fun ship. I've had a lot better battles than I did with the Fuso. I mean, the Fuso was eh, one or two good games, and then I'd just get pounded. The Nagato, I've actually been able to uh, push in and tank at times when it was needed. You know, we're, we're down on points. We need to push. We don't have a choice. I would push and uh, actually be able to do some pretty solid damage. And I don't know if they were just bad shots or, or what, but I wasn't getting eliminated. I wasn't getting beat up too bad, and we were able to pull out a couple of games like that. Otherwise, uh, trying to stay back and, and taking the good you know broadside shots. And, uh, you know, it does start some pretty good fires, too. So if you're, you're hitting those cruisers, it, that's one, one uh, skill that I take on the captains is the... Uh, what is it, expert marksman or something, where you can switch your expert loader, that's what it is, so you can switch them out a lot quicker and uh, bring up the uh, the HE and, and hit them really hard with the HE and get some fires going too, and when they go broadside, hit them with that AP and do some, some nasty damage, but I'm enjoying the Nagato when I, when I have time to do it. Tips for new players going up the line? Anybody? Um, down the, the Japanese battleships? Try it, just don't be too aggressive with it, I guess. Try to pick your engagements. and For the Yamato specifically, you don't really have to worry about broadsides too much. In the sense that you don't have to worry about only shooting broadsides because you can overmatch everything. But with the rest of them, they're, they're really good at punishing battleships. And by extension, heavy cruisers. Yeah, and I would echo that and say, you know... Um 
I would stay at range in those ships and uh, just plunging fire with the AP for a while and, you know, get some fires going on the cruisers. You get a DD come near you, then hit them with the HE, do some damage there, and just wait for a little while to see how the game game progresses if it starts to uh, go the way where you've got to start pushing if you want to get a win. Well, then in that case, then all right, then then level out the guns and, and start pushing and you'll be surprised what you can actually achieve with that uh, that ship captain skills do we want to jump on that yeah let's go right into the cap skills that, that'll finish out the uh the uh weekly grind uh, it seemed to stagnate there just at the end a little bit so let's go on into uh captain <laughs> skills there's a uh there's a blog post that talks about the uh upcoming and what are these going to be what uh, oh, 9.11. So we've got some time to sit and stare at this and and uh, whine about it and argue with them and, and <laughs> complain figure and whatnot. Yeah, and figure it out. But uh, sounds like they're going from 19 to 21, and they're uh, revamping uh, some of the existing skills, changing them and removing a couple outright and adding some new ones in their place and reworking some of them. So... What have you guys been reading on those? I heard that the price to redistribute a commander's skill points is going to go up from 190,000 elite XP to 500,000. But I don't know how true that is. That's just something I read somewhere. I hope that's not true because that's a hell of a lot of experience. First and foremost, it's on the dev block. And so everything is quote unquote work in progress. But right. that is correct. Um, the cost of read distribution for a section with the commander with it's because it's going from 19 to 21 will e, will be 525 doubloons or 500,000 elite commander experience for 19 um, skill points the cost remains unchanged yes yeah, this cost of re mm. cost of commander retraining changes since re redistribution of commander skills will acquired much less often, the cost of retraining and doubloons will increase from 500 to 750 doubloons. That's so expensive. However, if you read into it, there, um, yeah. right. especially for those of us that have a lot of premiums in port, because as you know, you can jump around captains from different premiums without having to retrain the captain. And one of the things that is kind of a uh, a downside to the game is if I have a captain, let's say that I have specced out for destroyer skills, a stealth spec, torpedo spec, and I want to throw that captain into a cruiser, those skills aren't necessarily going to translate. So what they did with the rework is there's going to be classes of skills. And so your captain is going to have um, access to the destroyer class, the you know, cruiser class, the, the battleship class, etc. Um, and you will be able to distribute those points per class. So, for example, if you have a 10 skill point captain, you can distribute 10 points in the destroyer tab or the destroyer section and distribute 10 points in the battleship section because they're going to have different skills, meaning I can now take that uh, captain, that you know, that Jake Doe or John Doe or whatever, uh, you know, with um, some of the special perks with that captain. And I can now put them into different um, d destroyers and switch over to my destroyer tab or put that captain into, you know, the battleships and switch over to the battleship tab. And so that's going to make your captains a lot more uh, diverse uh, when switching them around between the premium ships. So I think that's going to counter your doubloon cost for retraining yeah some really interesting changes there i'm reading and it uh they've got a whole list of um the updated uh skills available and uh yeah it looks like they're breaking it up into let's see aircraft carriers have four tiers this way they've got battleship group they've got a destroyer group cruiser group and you could really, if you have a cruiser and you got a captain sitting there, you can theoretically just go nothing but cruiser skills. And I don't know, maybe that makes him better at cruisers, but you kind of have to think about it. And are you going to ever want to move him to something else? Because he may be your only, you know, 21 point captain. 
you know, and uh, maybe you don't want to move him because he's got a ton of good cruiser skills. Maybe move him to another cruiser and not into a battleship because you may, you know, gimp the ship for back a, a lack of a better term. But I don't know, some really interesting... Uh, interesting things I, I do like the ability where uh, recruited commanders will change so a player is able to recruit a commander with a large number of skill points uh, well what you can get one without any skill points is hired for free I don't think that changes um, the commander with uh, six skill points is available for 900,000 credits I see that one being used an awful lot um, and then a commander with 10 skill points. This is one that I thought was a little wonky because you've got 10 skill point commander. He's available for 1,750 doubloons. Well, why would I do that when I can just go into the armory and buy a 10 point captain for that nation at 1,500 doubloons or coal? Right. I mean, that, that doesn't make sense to me. Right. And did you see the other thing they talk about in here is that now you can go into ship, go into battle with a ship without a commander. Right. But obviously you lose all the benefits and you don't accumulate any uh, commander experience for for any of them. Because right now that's the thing for me. I, I jump in, I do a lot of the premium battles and uh, or premium, I should say, battles with premium ships. And two of those premiums have 19-point commanders on them. So if I generate a lot of XP, play well, if I use the signal flags, they still get commander XP, but since they can no longer use it, it automatically goes in the elite commander uh, XP pool. And that's helpful because after a handful of games, now I get a bunch of points I can use to train up one of my other commanders a little bit quicker than I would have uh, previously. Right, but I'm, so. but I'm, I'm seeing a, a situation, and it happens with all the time, with people who don't put on camo, um, not thinking about not having it already queued up. And if you get into a ship and not thinking about being able to go into battle, I can see it happen where you go into battle without a freaking captain assigned to it. <laughs> Right, and that was one thing that came to mind, and they said, uh, you know, where they stated, well, you can enter a ship, uh, you know, in a battle without a commander, and I'm thinking to myself, well, one of the big benefits right now, if I don't have, you know, first, for instance, let's say clan battles, I have my Jean Bart captain at a 19, and he stays on the Jean Bart unless I need to put him in the tier 6 de Grasse for the previous clan battle season. So I had a 19 point commander, and he had very similar skills to what I would want to use in the de Grasse. Now, there was one or two that were kind of worthless, but the vast majority of them were great. So I could pick him up and drop him in, and I would be good to go. But it always gave me a reminder that the Jean Bart now says no commander. Right. Well, if I can enter in, that's a question I have for Wargaming, and they didn't answer yet, is will that still be listed on the ship, no commander? Because I would, that I would is a... So. I would hope so, because that's kind of a visual cue to remind me, oh, that's right, before I jump into the ship, I want to grab this guy and put him back. And otherwise, I, you know, I see that happening from time to time. I go in there and go, what is going on with my ship? Oh, I got nobody driving us. Okay, great. Yeah, or you're sitting there going, why aren't my secondaries reaching out and destroying that thing? Right. Oh, crap. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of secondaries, uh, I know that – so let me ask you this before I get into it. Do any of you guys use manual fire control for secondaries on any of your secondary captains? I have not yet. I have gotten a few secondary build ships, but I never go with the manual just because of the way that the secondaries only work whenever you – highlight and click on them and sometimes i don't always think about doing that so i never put it on there even though i know i can get the benefit of uh, the dispersion and all that kind of stuff but i know what you're alluding to about one of the changes that they've got coming up in with the new captain skill yes. that it's going to automatically fire for the other side regardless but you're not going to get the benefit that makes that skill a lot more interesting for me 
Yes, you want to talk about a meta change because now your secondaries. So the the benefit was that if you manually clicked on a target, your secondaries would engage. You got a minus 60% dispersion, but the drawback was the secondaries on the opposite side of your ship weren't firing at anything. And so there was a lot of controversy back and forth. Um, some people say that you lost you know damage per second. I, I happen to think that I gained damage per second. Um, you know, there's it, it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But now they're going to have it so that when you manually select a target and your secondaries, kind of like the anti-aircraft, you will start focus on that target. The other side of your ship will still engage with your secondaries without the bonus, though, which to me is a huge change in meta, especially since they've also changed the secondary range. And you're talking about some secondary ships being able to reach out to 15 kilometers. It's going to throw... It's a huge meta change. Well, and, and and here's the thing: here is is we we mentioned this, I think, in the uh, in the channel we were talking about it on Discord there uh, in between shows, and we mentioned, well, what the heck? We're going to have 15k secondaries on, on on a ship like the Kerr first, the JB. Uh, that one has pretty long distance. Uh, uh, the Odin at eight has some pretty solid distance on the secondaries and if a guy goes and puts that on now you've now dds have to really fear the battleships i mean they're they may be getting a buff to hiding from the aircraft carriers a little bit better but now they've got to worry about more surface attack and more accurate secondary attacks and honestly let's be honest if you get within a in 10k approximately 10k of a cur first in a dd and he's got a secondary build yeah you ain't gonna last but a couple of seconds you made a mistake and you're not getting out of it you're done and the cur first secondaries are more accurate than their primaries um but that's another thing that i was going to say that that you know i i used it a couple of times the uh the manual fire and the biggest problem for me was always remembering to turn it on and i think that's still going to be an issue for a lot of people i mean for a guy like any one of you guys who has like 400 ships in your port are you always going to remember when you jump in that ship it's got manual secondaries i won't remember i've got like 30 ships in my port because i sell a lot i don't have the giant stockpile of ships like you guys got and i gotta tell you when i jump into it I don't remember. I have to go in and look and do all this and try to remember what's on every ship. And you know what? I won't remember it. All I will remember at some point in the game, why are my second? Oh, I got to hit the button over here and hit the little alt key or whatever. I've got it hot keyed to and select it. And uh, by then I've missed a primary shot because I was too busy fooling around with that. So honestly, I don't use them, but this might push the envelope enough in the specific ships that it may become well worth it. I don't know. I don't have enough. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I, I kind of remember what ships are my secondaries because primarily it's German and like the Massachusetts. And <laughs> yeah, I, there's, there's a few that I only have is built up as, as kind of a true, not a full secondary, of course, because I don't have the manual secondaries, but secondary enough that I would probably remember because I know that, okay, if I'm in a German battleship, more than likely I've got it spec for secondaries just because just the nature of it's a German battleship. And that's what their niche is, is having the, the good secondaries. Um, but other than that, I usually don't really think about them or do anything about them too much. Um, unless I'm like we, when we were doing clan battles, then I knew if I was in clan battles, that's why you guys were always asking me is I can't believe you're running a secondary build for a, a, a Graf's Bay. I know it's not a battleship, but still with the Graf's Bay or even the War Spite. And it's like, well, because in clan battles, we're so close to each other majority of the times that they come in handy. So then I would always know that with those ships, if I go in, it's already I already have it in the back of my head that I already remember that that one's generally set up as a secondary build. But I don't have it on every ship. So if you only have it on a certain ones, it might help remember which ones you have. It's kind of back in the days when we used to do the manual AAs. I didn't have every American cruiser set up as an AA ship. Um, I had certain ones that I definitely had set up as an AA ship, but I didn't have all the cruisers set up that way. Um, 
So the ones that I do, like the Atlanta or the Flint or whatever, if I knew that those, if I was playing those, I already knew that it was an AA boat. So I, I was always kind of stuck in the back of my head to actually do the manual AA selection. So, uh, but that's just me. I I know with the secondaries, there are certain ships of the line that I know for a fact that I use secondaries on um, the Georgia, the Ohio, most of my German Creeks Marine, uh, to include the Graf Zeppelin. So I know which ship that I'm using. The only issues that I have, and I use manual fire control for secondaries, uh, the only issue that I have with them is when you have a ship that pops up, it gets spotted, and then it dips behind an island, and then it becomes unspotted. And now my guns aren't firing, so then I have to go select another ship. And then the original ship I was targeting, so I find myself having to toggle and select a lot more frequently when that could be time you know, spent uh, sighting in and lining guns up on a broadside or something. But that's the only drawback to that. Um, I kind of, I kind of do that as like when I'm in a destroyer and I'm and I'm toggling through for torpedo runs. I just kind of, I get, I get in the habit of okay here, then I just flip over to a, the next ship for you know torpedo possibility. And so I don't, ha- I don't have too much of an issue about doing that. But I, I understand where you say and how it gets kind of annoying. I am looking at the destroyer captain's skills because cyber brought up the destroyers and there are skills the proposed and it, once again all work in progress um that's going to help you out like there's a tier four skill called nimble dispersion of shells fired uh plus 20 percent so you're they're going to add dispersion there's detectability range there is um more defensive stuff for destroyers so i i think it's it looks pretty balanced out right now. Once again, I mean it's all work in progress, but um, yeah, poor destroyers see, though. Did you see <laughs> the did you see the one that uh, for fearless? No, fearless. Which one was Reduce, that? Reduces the load time of your main battery guns when your ship is spotted. Ship's concealment is increased, so the reload time of your main batteries is minus ten percent. Ship's concealment is plus five percent. Right. Can, can you imagine that. Uh, a 10% gun increase on your ship on something like the Kitakaze or the Friesland or something like that that's just nothing but a machine gun now you're going to give them an extra 10% holy crap sorry <laughs> yeah. my bridge. well I'm looking at um, the nimble skill which is dispersion of shells and it activates for 15 seconds after you're being detected so I think I mean, it, it, on paper, it looks like destroyers are getting, you know, again, getting beat up on and destroyers are getting left in the dust. But when you look at with the new spotting mechanics that they're introducing um, with this one that it, after 15 seconds, look what they do, did with the radar. When when you get hit with radar, you've got what the five or six seconds that you will you will only pop up on the mini map. So it's given the destroyers a chance to turn tail and kick your engines in and, and get out of line of sight. So, so far, everything is looking pretty balanced out but then again this is all on paper i was just my observations with the whole especially with the secondary um with the captains being lined up that you can put now i can take my john doe and put it in a destroyer and then pull it out and put it into a battleship and being able to access the two different captain skill lines um it's just interesting i know that's something that wargaming has been working on a lot and hopefully when i'm hoping on doing is this is going to clear up because i've got you know so many darn captains in in the the barracks that i don't know what to deal with you know yeah i i'm kind of in the same boat i've got uh, i couldn't tell you how many captains i've got sitting over there that i never use i'll buy more ships and put them on there train them up yeah right yeah, i'm up to 258 come on how many yeah. more do you want me to get <laughs> the rest of them the rest of them british accent <laughs> i'm sorry do what now I was going to say, Mando, can you say that again, but with your pinky in the air and in a British accent? What, what was that? What, what oh, am no. I saying? I have way too many commanders in my... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with all of them. Um, I, I think I think Nimitz proved we don't do accents very well. Here, yeah. so. <laughs> he tried one, and I, I don't know. I think he did okay, but yeah, I don't think that's something we should yeah, delve he into. From, he went from Scottish to Irish, all in the same sentence. Yeah, so yeah. 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 He crossed borders left and right with that one, but it was fun. 
if we had any fans of the podcast that were in the United Kingdom, we just completely turn them off for the whole show after <laughs> right. that one. Yeah, sorry, UK. Uh, we apologize for Nimitz. Yeah, speaking of UK, they like their tea time, and I think it's tea time. Yeah, I was waiting for you like 10 minutes ago to chime in and say, it's break time. <laughs> it's break, it's time. break time. You you old, that. Yeah, you old farts. It's time to take a break already. <laughs> All right. Dan Crumpets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. Let's take uh, uh, five. Uh, they, the uh, listeners can listen to a quick little sponsor shot, and uh, then we'll get back. We got a lot more to cover, so stay tuned. All right, and we're back, and a uh, lot of stuff to cover. Uh, the new dockyard is here. We've got a new campaign. We've had a, a taste of asymmetric battles, and Sock, I think you've got a contest winner to announce as well. I do. So if you guys remember, last week we announced the damage contest. Um, at the time of recording this episode, it closed two days ago, and the winner was pull up the email here because I don't remember how much damage he did off the top of my head. If, if I had a drum roll, I would hit it right here, but yeah, sorry, everyone. Is that everyone. something you're able to do in post? Uh, I don't. I probably could find something. Maybe I'll play with it. I'll figure it out. So the winner was Partridge, one of our clan members here. Um, and he had a really amazing game in the Massachusetts. He did 192,495 damage. Wow, that's pretty dang solid. Uh, in a victorious wow, game. Did he survive? He did not survive. He was killed by a Stalingrad. Well, who Go hasn't? figure. Who hasn't seen that pay, play out? Yeah. Balance in action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've reached out to him already. He'll, uh, he's away right now, so he hasn't been able to accept the prize yet. Well, that's right. I'll be getting that to him in the next couple of days. So if you're listening, uh, good game. Congratulations. And think there will be more contests to come yeah that uh great job there uh partridge and uh my my question to you sock is how many entries did we actually have was there five ten just one what what would you have well if there was just one i wouldn't have given out a prize right there were else here you didn't like mine but i didn't submit it right i just sent it to you <laughs> yeah there were seven entries but only only four people entered. A couple people sent multiple games. Okay. Well, it's not bad for a first time. It's not bad for a week. First, first What time. was the prize again? Refresh me. What was five thousand Bloomin? Five thousand dubs. So if you guys are listening out there, get on our Discord. There's your chance, man. Five thousand dubs. That's almost um, with a coupon. That's almost a tier eight premium. Yep. Sponsoring that is uh, leaving me a little broke, but well, it, it is what it is. Well, do we have right. a new contest lined up, or is that something we'll explore um, in future episodes? I'm not quite ready to announce it yet. It's going to be a couple of months down the road, I think. Yes, and we might have another one that pops up uh, in between now and then to. Uh, well, we'll give it a few episodes. We'll see what kind of uh, listener base we build here, and uh, you know, see who's. Uh, partaking in these and i mean seven i mean isn't isn't a terrible uh start hopefully uh we'll have more uh i'm hoping they're not all clan members hopefully they were honored uh guests got involved there too that would be there was cool. one honored guest nice so that that is at least something there and that's really what really i wanted to say that to to all the listeners out there i mean it, it in this case just this once it did turn out to be a clan member but you do not need to be a clan member you just simply need to be on our discord you can be part yeah, of a different funny. clan or whatever but anybody can win these it was funny because partridge's entry was actually the first game i received wow that's pretty nice so he set the bar he did set the bar and he ended up winning good job partridge i know uh the, the next closest bar was really close next closest was 190 wow that's one fire difference yeah and wow. it was done in what ship was it in um, let me find the email. It was in, oh gosh, that small. It was in the Akazuki. <laughs> ah. That's what she said. Knock it off, I, Mando. <laughs> I see your Akazuki is quite small. <laughs> yeah. 
The guns are. Is, is that one of the um, the lolly captains? Is that what she says in Japanese? I, I she see she probably does. It's it's probably all talking trash about you driving it and how horrible you are. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it is because whenever I get a and how small your your Akazuki is. Yeah, they're always complaining, but I haven't taken up that's Japanese your, yet. That your torpedo size does not impress them. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. With that, let's uh, let's jump into this dockyard, guys. Um, tell me what you think. I mean, it launched and it's here, and I want to hear your thoughts because I don't know that the listeners want to hear mine. So, what do you guys got? I haven't gotten very far on it, but I mean, it's oh, it's a dockyard. I've completed a couple stages. I, I, I wanted the oh no, the I'm slinging harpoons. Sock, Uh-oh. how many stages have you completed, and how did you get there? Remind um, us again. I, I, I've completed a couple of them. <laughs> Here we go. Re- well, remind us that? how many? I, I forgot. What is that that I have to the, the plead the Fifth Amendment? I can neither confirm nor deny on grounds that I may incriminate myself. You're Canadian. That does not count for you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's put it this way, Mr. Resident... Um, clan whale here went the um i went the peasant route and only did my required you know 3k doubloons and decided i'm gonna work through the dockyard on this one and somebody else went total uh discount mando and discounted himself halfway through right off the (laughs) get-go okay to, to be fair the reason why i did it was because i felt the rewards for after you complete the stages the extra stages were worth it you get 600 research points for each one, and that's forty-five. It'll be close to five thousand research points that I'll be getting out of it, and I think that's pretty close to that's that's worth it for me. And the amount of gold I spent was the amount that I would have spent on the anchorage anyway if it weren't in the dockyard. So it was a good good one for. Let me ask you: knowing that the anchorage does not get the super heavy armor-piercing shells, do you still think it's it's going to be worth it for the doubloons? People seem to think the Wichita's a good ship, and it has the same guns. Yeah, true point. I do have the Wichita. Uh, it's it's a good ship, but you you do kind of it is a little lackluster on on those AP shots. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. It gets smoke, doesn't it? Smoke and torpedoes. Yeah. Overall, absolutely, I I think it's going to be worth it. Um, Cyber, you had some hesitations. What's what's up with your dockyard? Well. I think uh, KJ and I had a little conversation off air about this at one point, and I think we're in the same boat here, he and I. And KJ, speak up if if I'm incorrect in speaking for you. Um, I think we're both unimpressed in this uh, in this dockyard iteration. One we had talked about. We had an email uh, from a listener that that questioned the 100,000 uh, free XP, and we all said, okay, well, it's work in progress. It can change. It probably will, and it didn't. So I was a little let down there. So that was number one. Number two, I'm looking at, okay, 100,000 XP is great, but uh, you know, moving on, do I really want to put in the, all the work that I did to get the Odin again and bust my butt all that time? and end up with an anchorage. For me, I'm not super crazy fan of any of the American ships. I mean, I've got a Montana, I'm working up to the Des Moines, you know, I'm in the Baltimore, I I have some DDs, or I had some DDs (laughs) that that got up there. I'm just really unimpressed with it, and it's, it's not a ship that I think I really care about. So I don't, it, it's kind of left me sitting here thinking, why care? Why Why do I bother? I'm just going to get in, do my own thing, and I can take a breath and do a couple other things and not be worried about getting in every day, every night, you know, after work, get on two, three hours and bust my hump to achieve this thing. And then, oh, yes, put forth a few doubloons at the end and finish it off just for a ship that I'm not really interested in. I, you know, I, I just don't see it. And, and KJ, I'm sure you're in the same boat, but, but what do you got? Am I completely off base or am I dead on accurate here? No, I mean, for the most part, it's, I mean, like you said, you don't have a real desire for doing it because you're not really big on the American cruiser. That's fine. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to wind up doing it. I'm just not going to like, 
drive for it like I really did. I mean, with a graph spay, spay, I already had a graph spay, so it didn't really bother me that if I completed it or not. But getting the Odin, I was like, well, as much talk as we had about the Odin and how much Mando loves it and how much Nimitz didn't like it as much. So I was like, well, let me just ride it out to get it to do it myself. So I did. I ground it out and got it and still haven't played it that much, but I've got it. Um, to me, I think it's a little soon to have another dockyard already because we just finished clan battles. You just finished the German carrier stuff, you know, the second stage of it. It's like, I'm kind of like, can I have a break? I mean, I know you want to keep everybody engaged for gaming, but I kind of like need a little break <laughs> that I kind of seem like when I have these things go on here, you know, I don't necessarily have OCD, but I kind of get OCD on it that I want to get everything done that I can get done on it. But real life is in the way. I mean, I've, I work some extremely long, crazy hours and there's days that I want to get on and I've gotten on and you guys have known this. I've gotten on, played two battles and like, you know, I'm just too tired. So to me, I just don't have the drive to go get that. It's not necessarily the rewards are any are great, bad, or indifferent. I mean, a hundred thousand's nice, but you know, okay, whatever. Um, but I just don't have the drive in it right now because I've got too many other things going on in real life. That's that to me, I look at it and I'm like, okay, wargaming. I know you're trying to do all this and it's exciting for you guys, but really, I've got my kids are starting school with as messed up as it is. I just don't have the drive to focus in on it right now. I just don't. It just doesn't appeal to me. Now, I know that somebody in, in our Discord popped off saying that the Oklahoma's out for testing. And yeah, don't buy the Oklahoma. Well, I don't care. I'm going to buy it anyway because it's, it's my home state ship. So I don't care if it's garbage or not. That I have a desire for. But the rest of the stuff so far, it's like, eh, I just, yeah, I just, it just doesn't give me that wow factor right now. See, I'm, I'm like you. There's, there's a ship in the game that I'm saving up my extra doubloons for. The, the mines just because i love the class i love the creature class i love the play style you know i've, I've heard reviews this reviews that i don't care about the reviews right. it's a ship class that i enjoy playing and so for right. me with the, with the dockyard the anchorage is a class i enjoy playing i love the des moines i love the american heavy cruiser line and so to me it's well worth it just because that is a line that i thoroughly enjoy playing um on the flip side, I, I I get it, what you guys are talking about. I mean, I work full-time. I've got the family and stuff, too. But I'm looking, you know, this, these missions of the dockyard, they're, they're not that difficult. They're, you know, they're, you know, spot 50 torpedoes and get, you know, and another mission is 500 hit points. I mean, you can knock a lot of these out in, in you know, four or five battles. I, I was my hesitation was well i'm not going to be able to finish the directives in time because usually like we all go back to the puerto rico fiasco where there was just impossible missions to get and so you know i had a, an ounce of hesitation going into this but i'm looking at it going you know man i'm, I'm done with the directive and i got to wait three more days for the next directive it's so i'm finding that the directives are really easy to knock out while i'm just doing my normal uh a gaming routine which lately I know I, I mentioned earlier is I, I've kind of refreshed my my gaming uh, because of the campaign. I know we want to talk about the campaign too, but I've been jumping down into the lower tiers and having so much more fun with the game. I got so frustrated with, with the tiers nines and tens that I, I'm just boycotting you know nines and tens for now. Um, but that being said, is even jumping down into the lower tiers, I'm still knocking out dockyard stuff in the background. So. Um, but I can see what you guys are saying. It's definitely a ship line that I am looking forward to because I enjoy the ship line. So, Right, and that's the whole thing is if you enjoy the ship line and stuff, you're going to feel more into it. I don't have a problem with them. It's just that I right now I just don't have the time to devote to work on it like I used because I'm working 12, 13-hour days, still working weekends, even on the call stuff. So it's just like I just don't have – the time to focus in on it and you know i get a couple battles in whether they're good or bad i'm like yeah okay i'm just meh yeah <laughs> no i i hear you and and i think that they did a good job spreading out the requirements for the directives um it, like 
the dockyard with the Odin, you had to have Kriegsmarine specific ships to get some of the missions. Of right. this one, I'm not. The only thing that I'm seeing is just nationality. Like, get this done. It has to be in an IGN American or you know Italian ship line. There's they took away all of the specific. Uh, premium ship requirements and so on a scale of one to ten one being the easiest ten being i don't have time to do this because i have a real life to get to i would place this at about a three or four on the difficulty of the of the directives to get done i think for an average joe player uh like i consider myself that you know works full-time full-time family they are very easily the directors are very easily accomplished yeah and i'm all for that um I, I, that was what my fear was with the Odin, that, you know what, I can bust my butt, at least get the grass bay and get something out of it. But with the schedule, you know, I'm like, KJ, I, I work six on and then I get two off. And every fifth or sixth week, I get a four day off, which is nice. But that also means I take off from my house at noon. I don't get back till almost midnight. And that leaves me with very little time. And I, w I felt like I was under the clock all the time trying to get yeah. the Odin, and I had to had to throw those doubloons at the end, you know, and that was fine. And, and I just I needed to finish it off because that was a ship that I was excited about. The you know I the 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 anchorage here is it has some potential, but again, it's 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 a ship that you know it's a part of a ship line or. or representative of a ship line that I don't really have a whole lot of interest in so am I really gonna want to get on and burn every waking minute that I have in the game to to get there do I really want to do that or would I rather go into say that new campaign I mean and that doesn't expire which is nice but I can get down there like you said you know tier two through four and just have a ball running those those low-end ships for a while and and just enjoy myself with that socks quiet is he a big fan of those i know he dumped doubloons he must really like that i know he loves his des moines so yeah i think it's gonna be fine as for the directives yeah I, i'm kind of with mando i think they're, they're perfectly attainable oh i'm not saying that they're not it's just like i said i just right now just don't have when I get home from work, I just, you know, I, I get on for a little bit and I'm just so worn out that, I mean, I know it's tier two, three, four, five, or whatever. And those are, can be really quick and easy fun tiers. It's just, I don't know. Right now, I just don't have the drive. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. I think, um, Cyber, once you get a hold uh, of a Des Moines in your port, I think you'll, you'll change your perspective on that. You got to get a Des Moines. <laughs> well, uh, I just—I uh, uh, know your love-hate relationship with the Baltimore. I, I'm thinking once uh, you, once you suck, suffer through it and get yourself a Des Moines, you, you might you might change perspective on it a little bit. Well, well, I, I gotta do my finish my love-hate relationship with the Baltimore, and then I gotta start a new love-hate with the Buffalo before I can get into the Des Moines. So, and, now, and I don't I don't see any of that happening before the anchorage is long gone. So, <laughs> I think true. Mando just told you to get good. Well, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm slinging harpoons everywhere. I, I will tell you this right now. That's never going to happen. I'm never going to be good. <laughs> I can be a host of a podcast with some buddies, but I'm never going to be an amazing player, even a Unicom. I don't care. I want to go out, have fun, and enjoy myself. And uh, with what time I, I feel like I want to dedicate to the game. So I'm happy just being me. Thank you very much, Mando. I feel like Oprah, you get a harpoon and you get a harpoon <laughs> and a harpoon for you. <laughs> yeah. Everybody get free harpoons. Yay. Anyway, if there's nothing else that we need to go over tonight, um, I think it's just about time for parting shots. No, 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 no. We we got one more thing to cover, so settle one down. One more thing there, to cover so. tonight? Yeah, All right. so, settle down. It's going to be fine. Take it easy. No, I, I was just looking at the time, and we're, we're getting close <laughs> to an hour. I know, because we ran really far on the other one. It's fine if we go over, because we go over like every week. So it's. It, I think we could just plan on the show being an hour and 15, because we never get done at an hour. Almost never. Uh, but we talked about the... Uh, the new campaign a little bit with the tier uh, uh, two through fours. I know Mando brought it up 
that's something I'm kind of uh, interested in giving a shot. It looks like it's it's pretty achievable, and it's something that you don't have to do right away, being it, it never expires. You can keep doing it until you complete it, and I'm liking it. The rewards seem to be pretty good. I mean, you know, what are your thoughts there? I'm having a blast with it, and I'll keep my response short for the sake of time, but I'm having a blast revisiting twos threes and fours that i haven't seen you know they've been dusty on the shelves um it's world of warships at its basic at its simplicity there's not a lot of gimmicks there's not a lot of premiums there's not a lot of flash about the only thing that you have as an advantage is you know a 19 point captain versus a three point captain but other than that it's like nascar everybody's playing on the same and the fact that most of the other players have only been playing the game for half an hour I don't know, man. There's a lot of, uh, I've been seeing a lot of, what is it, you know, 007 and Q7 and Salty and a lot of the uh, senior, uh, you know, the big time quote unquote clan members down there in tiers twos and three seal clubbing. So (laughs) a lot of fun visiting the lower tiers. It has rejuvenated my warships experience um, and getting out of the what I call the toxic tier 9s and toxic tier 10s and rage quitting and throwing your keyboard around, whatever. It's really rejuvenating and a lot of fun. Very refreshing gameplay getting back down into the lower tiers. Good job, Wargaming. KJ, any thoughts on that? Oh, I mean, like I said, I've, I don't mind playing down the lower tiers. I mean, that's when we get new guys in that haven't played very much, if I can, I try to hop on with them and do them down there. So I don't have a problem in there. I mean, one of my favorite, well, Sock knows, one of my favorite tier twos, of course, is the Mikasa. Um, talking about Japanese battleships. Uh, but as far as my DDs are concerned, the, the Dursky at tier three, the Russian destroyer, being able to fire off torpedoes every 18 to 22 seconds, even though they're short range, that's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah. but I mean I like I said I've always enjoyed playing down there um, because you don't have the stagnant of things that happen at the higher tiers where everybody just hides behind islands and yells at everybody else to go spot for them so you know I don't mind it down there but like I said I haven't had a chance to get, do much on those like I said just because of my work schedule and everything I just yeah uh, yeah had to pull back a little bit yeah like me um, my thoughts on those is it's a campaign specific for the lower tier ships, at least the first handful. I don't know if it continues up, but I believe it's all two through four. And uh, I will say, like you just mentioned, you know, we've got a lot of people that are coming in, new players that we like to div up with and, and run those lower tiers. We're doing it anyway to hang out with, with buddies in, in our Discord and honored guests and other clan mates that are, you know, maybe regrinding something for research points or just trying a new line that they haven't. And you know what? It's almost as if Wargaming knows we're doing this with the with these players. So they gave us something as a little bonus. Since we're already there, we're going to get a little extra on the side. So... So that that's something that I, I, I like. It it's kinda nice. It's it's something we're already doing and, and now we're gonna get extra benefits for it. All right, Sock, we can go with our parting shots. You start. <laughs> well, I just wanted to congratulate Partridge again if he's even listens to these. I'm not sure if he does. I think he does. But anyway. Uh, yeah, and congratulations on that again. There will be more contests to follow. I have a couple of ideas on what we can do. Um, this should be a little bit more interesting and a little bit more, or I should say a little bit less clear-cut in terms of who will win. Um, but beyond that, I'm not really able to announce anything yet because I haven't put any plans into writing. And, um, and you're I do dirt poor because you just spent five thousand doubloons. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I and I will say, I'm thinking of probably around Christmas time will be the next big contest, uh, or like whenever the Christmas crates come around again, the the gift crates because those are a really good reward for things. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it for me. Uh, expect more contests in the future. All right. How about you, KJ? Uh, I don't really have a whole lot uh, right now. Um, everybody stay safe and be healthy. Um, 
for those of you who are for since it is labor day weekend hopefully you all guys had a good labor day and uh can you believe the summer's pretty much over and fall and christmas and holiday spirits and all that's right around the corner so yeah this year's flying by how about you mando real quick shout out to my names for the week atomic vomit darth <laughs> salad and exploding minions those are the three names that caught my eye hilarious made me lol on game good job guys i'll be looking for some more names to give you guys some shout outs um everything going on in the world self-care take time to take out some self-care get off of social media my idea of self-care is to drop down to tier two jump in a v25 <laughs> that's the tier two destroyer throw a 19 point captain on there 30 second reloads front firing torpedo tubes and put the torpedo beats on and run around and spam fish and harpoons at everything in sight it's a blast tier two v25 revisit it you won't be disappointed that's my parting shot <laughs> And I was going to say, uh, on top of that, the uh, the funny name segment. Uh, I was I was a little bummed, and I'm sure KJ is too, that we haven't been able to get in game a whole lot this this last week right. due to work schedules. Uh, that's one thing that was really bumming me out because I know we were going to do a funny name segment, and I hadn't been on to really see a whole lot of them. And the what the, the games that I did get into, I did not see a lot of funny names, so I I, I, I was unable to come fully prepared for it. So. My apologies yeah. to everybody out there. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Atomic one. vomit made the top of my list. Atomic vomit. <laughs> uh, we'll have to record that and uh, put that down somewhere so him and uh, Crimson Butt Flaps can come on the show at some point. Maybe we can have the best of them, <laughs> and then we all vote <laughs> yeah. on who's the one. Or we can have listener interaction, and they can all vote on the best name, and we'll we'll try to contact them in game. <laughs> All right, but my parting shot, you know, take time, enjoy life, enjoy the game, but do it with friends. It's always way more fun. It keeps you coming back. Even if you're tired of the game, it's driven you nuts, you can't win, you're surrounded by uh, potatoes or taters, depending on where you're from. They're all bad either way hang out with buds it makes it so much easier because then somebody is sharing your plight with you <laughs> thanks for listening everybody have a great week we'll talk to you soon bye bye Music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.